First thing I want us to do is just go to the book of Psalms, please, if you have your Bible with you. If you didn't bring one, you might look on with your neighbor that has one. Smile at them and slide over and they might let you look on. And just go, please, to Psalms. And uh, I thought we'd just take just a few moments and look at some scriptures about direction. There are two great things that we'll be talking about tonight relative to you getting sure about your direction from God to, in order to get direction. There's two things that you need to do. Number one, you need to get in and stay in faith about being led. You need to believe that God will lead you, He will guide you, and that He is leading you, even when it doesn't look like it or feel like it. Are you with me? And you want to put the words that we're going to be talking about tonight, put these words in your mouth and in your mind and don't talk fear and don't talk unbelief and don't talk wavering. I've had people come to me before and say, Brother Keith, you know, uh, would you please pray, pray with me? Uh, I've got you know, this big thing coming up and it's a big decision and I don't want to do the wrong thing. And man, I hope I don't miss it. I, whew, I prayed and I fasted and I can't seem to hear from God. I just, I just don't know. I don't know. I'm not sure. I know the Lord taught me this a number of years ago. Something came up in the morning and I was asked some questions and I said, well, what are we going to do about this? They said, I said, I don't know. The phone rang in a few minutes. Somebody said, what are we going to do about this other thing? I said, I don't know. And somebody then just an hour or two after that cornered me with something. Well, what about this thing? And I said, I don't know. And I mean, by half a day had gone by, I'd probably said that a half dozen times. Well, I don't know. I don't know. And the last time I said, I don't know, the, the Spirit of God spoke up inside me. I don't mean I heard an audible voice, but it just distinctly. He said, no, and you won't find out like that. <laughs> See, when you talk ignorance, it increases your awareness of your ignorance. Right? But if you talk direction and talk faith, it opens the door to the Holy Ghost. Never say, I can't seem to hear from God. And don't say, you know, I'm afraid I'm going to do the wrong thing. Don't talk like that. Speak the word. I am His sheep. I know His voice. He is leading me. He is guiding me. I'll do the right thing. I'll make the right choice. Now your head may say, huh? We don't know what it is. Say, shut up. Just shut up. Man, we don't know what to do. We may make them say, hush. We'll do the right thing. He's leading us. Yeah, but we haven't got a clue. Shut up. He is leading us. Amen. Now, so you've got to do this with yourself. Or elsewise, you'll be breeding and feeding fear, doubt, concerns, and worries instead of faith. So I want to take just a few moments and let's look at some scriptures. Did God tell us he would lead us? This is the question. Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. Can we have faith? Can we trust God? Can we breathe a sigh of relief and go, God's going to lead me. He is. He will. Amen. All right, let's stir ourselves up on it. Psalm 5. I'm going to give you more than two or three, so let's just take the time to read them. Turn to these. Psalm 5. Some of these are in the form of prayers. Some of them are in the, in the form of statements. Psalm 5, 8. 5, 8. Lead me, O Lord, in your righteousness because of my enemies. Make your way straight before my face. Hallelujah. Everybody say that out loud. You pray this in faith right now. Lead me, O Lord, in your righteousness because of mine enemies. Make your way Straight before my face. Hallelujah. Well, can you count him to do it? Will he do it? Okay, skip on down to 16th Psalm. 16th Psalm. Psalm 16, verse 7. It says, I will bless the Lord who has given me counsel. My reins also instruct me in the night seasons. Hallelujah. Your reins have to do with your insides. 
And that's how God leads and guides you. Not by things external, but by things internal. You know, there's, uh, there's, if you, if you look at rains and look at the definitions of it in the, in the lexicons, it has to do with the inner parts and some of the insides. But also there's an application, just the word rains. Anybody know that rains are used on a horse to help drive it? Right? And you'll see this again. But can God lead you in the nighttime? Will He give you counsel? Amen. Your spirit never sleeps. And just because you pray a prayer, and when you get up from that place of prayer, you don't know everything in your head in answer to your prayer, doesn't mean God didn't hear your prayer and answer it. But a lot of things where direction is concerned are progressive. And you, you see it clearer and then clearer and then clearer. Everybody say it out loud. Uh, the Lord is leading me. My reins instruct me in the night seasons. Okay, Psalm 18. Is this okay? You think this is worth taking a little time to do this? Remember, how does faith come? Did God tell us He'd lead us? That's what we want to feed and stir up. Psalm 18, verse 28. Psalm 18, 28 says, You will light my candle. The Lord my God will enlighten my darkness. Say it out loud. Read it with me. For you will light my candle. The Lord my God will enlighten my darkness. Hallelujah. You believe it? Psalm 25. One reason I'm going over this because I want you to, you know, you might want to jot some of these down and look at them again. Feed your faith on this tomorrow. Go through this again, because again, getting direction, I said, is comprised of two major parts. The first one is what? Faith. Faith. You need to get in faith and stay in faith, believing that God will lead me, is leading me. Amen? And the second one we're going to talk about later is prayer. But uh, you can pray, and if you don't pray in faith, you won't get results. So you need to be in faith. Psalm 25, are you there? Verse 4. Show me your ways, O Lord. Teach me your paths. Lead me in your truth and teach me, for you are the God of my salvation. On you do I wait all the day. Down in verse 9, he says, The meek will he guide in judgment. The meek will he teach his way. Amen. Pray that with me. Pray it out loud. Verse 4. Show me your paths, O Lord. Teach me your paths. Lead me in your truth and teach me. For you are the God of my salvation. On you do I wait all the day. Hallelujah. Oh man, there's good ones all through here. I don't want to take too much time on this. Go to the 32nd Psalm. Psalm 32. And verse 7. You are my hiding place. You shall preserve me from trouble. You'll compass me about with songs of deliverance. Selah. I will instruct you and teach you in the way which you shall go. Who's talking here? Then should we doubt this? Should we fear and go, well, man, I, I hope I don't mess up and go the wrong way. Man, I, will, he, will he help me? He said, I will instruct you. And teach you in the way which you should go. I will guide you with my eye. But be not as the horse or as the mule which have no understanding, whose mouth must be held in with bit and bridle, lest they come near unto thee. Or as other translations say, or, or else they won't come near to you. They won't respond. Here, this is back to the rain thing. You know, some horses, they, they want their own head. And, I mean, you, you can put a good bit and, and bridle on them and some heavy reins. And, I mean, to get them to go one way or the other, you have to pull. And you just have to, you know, you really have to have some strength and kind of handle that horse. But other horses are so well trained, you don't have to put any pressure on the bit. They're what they call rein trained. You just lay that, I mean, you just lay that rein on that horse's neck. And a horse is a big animal with thick skin. So the pressure of that rein must be ever so slight to that horse. But they feel just a little bit of something on their neck. And they just lean that way. And go that way. 
Kind of like power steering on a horse. <laughs> you know, sometimes people say, well, you know, I mean, God wants me to do this, fine, but I'm, I'm going to have to have a burning bush or something. Well, then you ain't rain train. You like a mule. I mean, I say you, you shouldn't have to have too much. When you sense something, that ought to be enough for you. Right? And don't try to make God write it in the sky and all these things. <laughs> Can you say amen? amen. Well, and, and don't put out fleeces. Somebody said, well, you know, Gideon did. Gideon wasn't even saved. He didn't have the Holy Ghost. You couldn't tell Gideon, brother, be led. By what? By the Spirit inside. He wasn't inside. The anointing came on him to deliver Israel, but see, he wasn't born again. He, you know, that, he didn't know about Romans. It wasn't written yet. As many as are led by the Spirit of God. But do not pray like this. Well, Lord, and if you want me to go have four red cars pass by my house before lunch. Don't do it. Everybody say, don't do it. Don't, well, well, you might say, well, I've done, I've prayed like that before and it worked. God has mercy on babies. <laughs> and if you don't know any better, there are times he'll meet you where you are. But I'm telling you, the enemy is out here in this realm. He can do some things. And if you're led by out stuff out here, you can, you can be misled. You're supposed to be led internally. And don't go around trying to get everybody to prophesy to you. Psalm 37, are you there? Psalm 37, 23. Psalm 37, 23, what does it say? The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delights in his way. Hallelujah. Sit out loud, he's leading me. He is guiding me. He is ordering my steps. Amen. Amen. That's all you say. You don't say anything else. Psalm 48. Psalm 48, 14. Psalm 48, 14. For this God is our God forever and ever. He will be our guide even unto death. Hallelujah. Said out loud, He's guiding me. All the way. From here. To death. He's guiding me. Hallelujah. Now see, the word ministers to your faith, doesn't it? See, this, this is not Keith talking. This is not somebody. This is God. God told you this. You can count on it. And if you have faith, it ought to make you breathe that sigh of relief and go, I'm going to do the right thing. Because i got a lot of help. He's guiding me. I have confidence in God and that I'm going to make it. And I'm going to make it all the way. Not because I'm so smart. And not because I think i got more faith than everybody else. But I, I have confidence that God loves me. That's where my confidence is. He loves me in spite of my mistakes, in spite of my shortcomings. He loves me. He really cares about Keith. And so if Keith is not getting it, he'll tell me again. And if I don't get it the third time, he'll tell me four more times. And if I'm not getting it, he'll crank up the volume. And if I'm still not, if he, if he has to, he'll have somebody pray for me. He'll send three people by to tell me the same thing. If he has to, he'll get it across to me. Amen. And because of that, I'm going to make it. I'm going to get it. Do you have confidence in him? That he loves you? He cares for you? Hallelujah. Go with me over to uh, the Proverbs, and this will be our last one. There, there are many, many others, but Proverbs 3, because I've got something else we want to talk to you about. Proverbs 3 and verse 5. Proverbs 3, 5. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him. And sometimes he'll help you out. 
Huh? And what? Said out loud, I trust in the Lord. With all my heart. I'll not lean to my own understanding. In all my ways, I acknowledge Him. And He directs and shall direct my path. Glory. If you believe that, it takes away your worries. If you believe that, it takes away your fear. It does. He shall direct your paths. Go to the, the fourth chapter here. Just right next, next door here. 4.18. Something we've mentioned before. 4.18 says, The path of the just is as the shining light that shines more and more unto the perfect day. This is the way it is with God. Just because you don't have an angelic visitation or a vision doesn't mean you're not hearing from God. Sometimes it's just a slight thing in you. But the more you look at it and the more you pray about it, it just gets stronger. And tomorrow it gets stronger. And the next day it gets stronger. And the path gets brighter and brighter and plainer. And you know, if something really is God, if it's God today, it'll be God tomorrow. And it'll be God next week. And if it really is God, the more you look at it and press in and pray about it, the more sure you get. Amen. And you don't have to hear voices. And you don't have to have prophecies or visions. When you've got that knowing on the inside you, that's it. I said, that's it. Follow it. So number one in getting direction from God is faith. He's told you He'd lead you. He'd guide you. He'd direct you. Believe it. Say it. Talk that and nothing else. What was number two? Prayer. Go to 1 Corinthians if you would. 1 Corinthians and the 14th chapter. And let's talk about prayer for a bit. Without turning there, before we read this, Romans 8 talks about, in Romans 8, 26, it says, Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities or our weaknesses. And the, the specific weakness that he mentions is that we know not what we should pray for as we ought. That's a weakness we have as human beings is we don't, didn't say you don't know how to pray. Didn't even say you didn't know what to pray. Sometimes you, you, you know some principles of prayer and you may have a general idea of what to pray, but nobody knows what to pray for as you ought. We don't know all about it. We certainly don't know the future. So how could you pray about everything about the future when you don't know? Because that's one of our weaknesses. There's so much we don't know. But, thank God, we're not left alone. He said the Spirit helps. Amen. He helps us in that area. And in 1 Corinthians 14, you see some description of how He helps in that area. 1 Corinthians 14, verse 2. It says, He that speaks in an unknown tongue speaks not unto men but unto God. For no man understands Him, howbeit in the Spirit He speaks mysteries. Everybody say mysteries. In verse 4, he also said, He that speaks in an unknown tongue edifies or builds up himself. So one way that the Spirit helps us in praying about things we know not is to pray in other tongues. Amen? Or to pray out mysteries. If something is a mystery to you, that means you don't know. You're not sure. It's a mystery to your head. You're not sure. You don't know. Do I go? Do I not? Do I go this year? Do I go next year? What do I do? If it's a mystery to you, how many understand it's not a mystery to God? Right? Is God trying to make up his mind about it? Is he confused about it? No, he knows. He's sure. He's not wondering about it. He knows. You want to know what he knows. Right? And be sure about it. Because you know he's right. Well, one way to help you in this area and to build yourself up, and Jude talks about this, but you, beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. And he mentions specifically praying in other tongues. Now I realize that some people believe in speaking in other tongues, and some people don't really believe in it for everybody. And there's differences of doctrines among different camps and groups. But I believe if you study the Scriptures openly, 
you will begin to see that speaking in tongues belongs to the Christians. It's one of the signs, Jesus said, that would follow believers. If they'll speak with new tongues. I heard one fellow say, well, that means, you know, that you'll just talk different. You won't cuss anymore. You'll speak with a new tongue. Well, no. What, look at other places in Scripture that said new tongues. What did it mean? Well, it's going to mean the same thing. And other places, it was talking about the speaker speaking in a tongue they didn't know. Amen. Supernaturally. And, you know, sometimes people quote the passage here in 1 Corinthians uh, 12. Just right across the page here in your Bible. It says, are all apostles, you know, are all prophets, are all teachers. And in verse 30, do all speak with tongues. And the obvious answer is no, not all are apostles. No, all are not prophets. No, uh, then so it would stand to reason. Then do all speak with tongues? No. Do all interpret? No. And so people say, well, see there, uh, it's a gift. Some people have the gift, some people don't. But that's not what that's talking about. This is talking about ministry gifts. Apostle is a ministry gift, not a devotional gift. Right? Prophet, etc., etc. And he's taught there is a ministry uh, where some where someone might minister through tongues and through interpretation publicly to a congregation or in ministry to people. Is everybody used like that? No. But Paul said, you know, I would that you all spoke with tongues. Amen. He said, I speak with tongues more than you all. And so, um, one of the signs that follows believers that you're going to speak with tongues and if it's a means of edification, would God withhold it from one person that needs it as much as another? I mean, is one person going to say, well, you know, I, I, don't, uh, I don't need tongues. I, you know, are you limited in your understanding? Uh, do you need to be able to pray out mysteries? Do you need to build up yourself on your most holy faith? Well, then why don't you need tongues? You know, the reason people uh, develop new doctrines is because they don't have something. And they try to water down the word to fit their experience or lack of it. But instead of doing that, you need to believe God to elevate your experience to match the word. Can you say amen? amen. Uh, we don't have time to just do an in-depth teaching on it tonight. But I'll just say boldly to you from the word of God that being filled with the Holy Spirit and speaking with other tongues belongs to every Christian. Every child of God has a right to be filled with the Spirit, speaking of the tongues, and you need to, and you should. Now, I have the utmost compassion for folk that haven't received and been filled with the Spirit, spoken in tongues, or people that have struggled, because I did. I grew up Pentecostal, and I thank God for it, and so many good things that I learned, but we didn't know it all, and there were some things that we did that... You know, when it wasn't exactly by the word. And how many know that we still don't know it all? Nobody knows it all. No group knows it all or has it all. But uh, we were taught in the little church I grew up in to tarry. To receive the Holy Ghost. Anybody know what I'm talking about? The preacher would preach. And then we'd have, we, we had revival meetings. And when the preacher got through preaching, he'd, he'd give an altar call. Folks to come get saved. Come get filled with the Spirit. And usually the, the men would come up on one side of the altar. Women would come up on the other side. And the women would come pray with the, the, the ones that were seeking. And the men would come pray with the men that were seeking. And it'd stay there. And I mean, you might, you might seek for hours. And I did. Many a night. <laughs> I kid you not, man. I tarried. And I tarried with the best of them. I, I could hang in there and do some tarrying. But you know, I never spoke in tongues like that. Now, some people have. Some people did. I don't, I don't think because of it, but in spite of it. You know, my wife, Phyllis, and I had just, you know, gotten married. And she grew up Catholic. Uh, traditional Catholic. And the only thing she knew about the Holy Ghost was that he was over here somewhere. Now, I realize a lot of Catholics know a lot more about the Holy Ghost than that, but I'm just talking about her. She'd tell you that in a moment. And so when we got married and she's learning about my Pentecostal church and background, she already knew some about it, but she's learning more about it. She, this was all new to her. Well, God was dealing with me about something. I didn't know what. Come to find out later, he had a call on my life. I didn't know it, but 
I had a stirring and, and I knew, I believed, I'd seen other people got filled with the Holy Ghost and spoke in tongues and I knew that was right and I feel like I needed that, I needed that help. I knew I was saved, but I needed that power and I needed that help. Amen? I needed more. And that's what the Holy Ghost is. More. Amen? And yet people, they want to push away. They say, well, you know, I just feel like I need more. And you say, well, the Holy Ghost is speaking into, oh, I don't want that tongues now. But I want more. Well, you got a dilemma then. Because <laughs> you get one, you get the other. Anyway, you know, we, we, I got serious about, you know, get, trying to get closer to God. And we'd go to our little church and the preacher would preach. We'd have meetings, you know, it'd run several days at a time. And I mean, every night after the preacher got through preaching, I'd go down to the altar and tarry. Every night. I'm doing what I need to do. I'd tarry and tarry and tarry. I mean, one night I started tearing about 9 o'clock. 3 in the morning, I'm still tearing down there. Everybody's going home. Finally, the pastor came. You know, he said, well, brother, you know, i got to get up in the morning. And uh, I'm there by myself tearing. But you know what he did? He, he wasn't gone 30 minutes. He came back and said, man, I just couldn't, couldn't leave knowing you're down here tearing. I had to come back and help you. Well, you know, you might, you might not think that's exactly the right doctrine, but you sure got to commend somebody for faithfulness because a lot of charismatics, they'd have been at Shoney's four hours ago. <laughs> they wouldn't hang with you. <laughs> How many know we just, we just ought not criticize anybody, right? And any group you want to mention, they might not know some things you know, but they may know some things in other areas you don't know. And, and none of us knows it all, that's for sure. But I'd tarry, and I'd tarry, and I, and never got filled. Never. Well, Phyllis was sitting there one night, this is the nth night of all this. And so I found out about this later. But she's sitting in the back, you know. And she said, God, whatever He wants, would you give it to Him? So we can go home and quit all of this. <laughs> That's really some good praying. I mean, you know, <laughs> I'm tired. I'm, I mean, you know, we, we work on it. We would yell. We would cry. We would sweat. We would walk the floor. And the brothers would slap me on the back. Hold on. And somebody would spit in my face. Turn loose. And, and I mean, we just, we're working on it. And I mean, night after night, week after week, didn't get filled. Didn't get filled. Well, Phyllis finally, after, you know, this is going on and on, she's back there praying again. Lord, whatever he wants, would you give it to him so we can quit all this and go on? And then she thought, well, maybe it's me, you know, maybe, maybe I'm holding him back somewhere. So she thought, well, I'll go to the altar. She got up, came to the altar, three minutes, she's laying in the floor talking in tongues. <laughs> I mean, in another world talking in tongues. And I'm still tarrying. <laughs> Golly. And uh, so now she's a tongue talker. Well, this was along in the same time that we were making the decision to come to Ramah. Or looking at him, praying about him. And I, and I thought, well, man, you know, I need to be able to pray in the Spirit about this. I done prayed everything I know to pray 45 times out of my head. How I many of you run out pretty quick in your head praying? That's one of our infirmities. What the Bible says, one of our weaknesses. We know not what to pray for as we ought. And uh, there's so many things that are a mystery to us. And so I told her, I said, well, you go pray. You pray in tongues to me. <laughs> you go pray about it. And I thought, you know, Lord, this don't seem fair. I'm Pentecostal. My grand, my great granddad gave the, the land to build the Pentecostal church. My great grandmom's the treasurer and, and, and secretary for 40 years. She's Catholic. How many know all God sees is the heart? And faith in the heart. He don't care what color, what gender, what age, what denomination. He don't care about all that. He just sees your heart. If you have faith and receive, you receive. If you're confused, you don't. 
So anyway, I'm back to uh, tearing again. Thank God one day, I got a hold of Brother Hagin's book. It's what is seven steps, I believe it is. How to receive the Holy Ghost or Holy Spirit. And I'm in a, my little 1969 Marriott mobile home one afternoon. And I, and I read in this little book. And it's a little, you know, small little book. And I got through reading it. And it went through, you know, the different things. The Holy Ghost belongs to you. By faith believe you receive. And among other things, you know, by faith step out and yield, speak in tongues. End of the book. I thought, I looked at that and I thought, hmm. Then I thought, nah. I mean, it can't be that easy. And you know, that's one thing a lot of people trip over. Because if they admit that it's that easy, they're going to have to admit all this stuff I've done was unnecessary. That's why a lot of people don't receive. But I, you know, I'm standing there by myself with this little book in my hand. I'm thinking, nah, that, that can't be. I mean, that can't be. That's too easy. And the Spirit of God, I, I didn't realize it was Him, but I do now. He just ministered. I, this thought came up to my mind from my inside. Well, why don't you do it? You tried everything else. <laughs> and I had. I mean, they had told me, well, brother, if you shave that hair off your face, you'll get filled. <laughs> so I did. Well, brother, if you take your rings off, you get, and I, so I did. If you wear long sleeves, you'll get filled. So I did. And it never worked. How <laughs> I many know when you're hungry, you, you know, you. Do you understand it is not by works? You, you don't get the gift of God by sacrifice. Or by hard work, or how long you fast, or getting to see if you can get more holy. If the blood of Jesus can't cleanse you enough, you ain't never going to get clean enough. Because your works will not do it. So I thought, well, you know, that's right. I've tried everything else. So, I went through the steps. I thought, well, okay, Holy Ghost already been given. And, uh, well, Father, I, I'm a Christian, I'm a child of yours, and I just believe by faith that I receive the Holy Ghost. Didn't feel a thing. Standing there in my mobile home in the afternoon. And I thank you that by faith now I've received, I'll speak in tongues. So then I said, Hombre de Jela, Kafomen Mesticia. And then I said, Nah, uh uh-uh. No, no, that ain't it. That, that can't be it, cause I didn't really feel nothing. And you know, when sister so-and-so got filled, I mean, she saw a ball of fire come down out of the sky, and it hit her in the head, and she rolled under the pew, and sang in tongues for two hours. And see, I kept trying to make it spectacular. And some people do have spectacular experiences, but you're not to look for that. And a lot of people are not going to have spectacular. It'll be supernatural, but not spectacular. It just says they were filled and they spoke with tongues. Didn't say all of them saw fire. Didn't say all of them felt this or that. Said they were filled and they spoke. Amen. It's a faith proposition. And it's a yieldedness proposition. Can you say amen? Amen. Go with me to Luke 11. And uh, I want you to get ready. Perhaps there are those here who have not been filled. And tonight would be a perfect night for you to receive, to be filled with the Holy Ghost, speak in tongues in power, and then all of us together could kneel and just get to business in prayer. Amen. Let's say let's do that. Luke 11, verse 9. Luke 11, 9 says, I say to you, ask, and what will happen? It shall be given you. Seek, what will happen? You shall find. Knock, it shall be open to you. For a lot of people that ask, up to 75%. No, every one. Everybody say everyone. Everyone that asks, receives. He that seeks, finds. He that knocks, it'll be open. If a son would ask bread of any of you that's a father, will he give him a stone? 
What's the answer to that? No. no. If he asks a fish, will he for a fish give him a snake? No. no. If he asks an egg, will he give him a scorpion? No. no. If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more shall your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask Him? Hallelujah. Now, now are you with me now? We, in just a few minutes, we are going to give folk that have not been filled an opportunity. And you're going to be filled. Somebody say, you think so? No. <laughs> I'm not just thinking and wondering about it. We've done this, I've done this, I guess thousands of times, and it works every time. Amazing, isn't it? But you know, one of the big things is you just have to know how to come and know what to do and not be like me and tarry for years and get nothing. If somebody is prayed for, if they pray themselves or somebody else prays for them, lays hands on them to receive the Holy Spirit, be filled with the Holy Spirit and speak in other tongues, and they don't. It's because of one of two reasons. Now, I'm not so smart I thought this up. I learned this from Brother Hagin. He got it from the Lord. The Lord's smart. And if you listen to him and people that listen to him, then you're smart too. Did you get that? One of two reasons. What are they? Either not, if, if somebody is ministered to, if they pray themselves or somebody prays for them and they don't receive, they don't speak in tongues, it's because of one of two reasons. Either one, lack of faith, or two, failure to yield. That's it. These two right here. And we're going to tell you how you can know which one it is. First of all, if faith is to receive the Holy Spirit, it's just like faith in anything else. You have to believe you receive before you see or feel anything. Are you with me? And we just got through reading. If you ask the Father for the Holy Spirit, what's going to happen? Can you count on Him that He will give you the gift of the Holy Spirit? Now, we don't have to tarry or wait for Him. People have built doctrines off the Scripture. Tarry ye in the city of Jerusalem till you be endued with power from on high. Why? Because the Spirit hadn't come yet. But He came on the day of Pentecost. And He has not left. He's here. He's in the earth. He's still here. So you don't have to wait for Him. He has come. He is here. What you do have to do is you have to receive Him. And you have to yield to Him. How do you receive Him? By faith. How do you yield to Him? By faith. So, if you come here in a minute to receive the Holy Spirit, don't even get out of your chair. Don't even walk forward unless you're convinced that God's faithful. And He said this to you, and that when we ask and pray, He will give you the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will come on you. I'm going to believe that. And you've got to believe that with me. And if we believe that, what will happen? He will come on you. I've seen it thousands of times. He'll come on you. But that's not all there is to it. Just because He comes on you doesn't mean you'll speak in tongues. Unless you yield. I've seen the Holy Ghost come on people and they just went, Woohoo! Yeah! And didn't speak in tongues. They're not yielding properly. They're actually dissipating the power. What, when the Spirit comes on you, what are you supposed to do in yielding? Speak. If you want to move around some, that's okay too, but speak. Speak. And that's where I had a problem in my Pentecostalness. I even told people, I said, well now, if you ever see me speaking in tongues, it'll be the Lord. It won't be me. Because I wanted to be genuine and I wanted to be real, but I was very mixed up. Because if we don't see you speaking in tongues, you won't speak in tongues. Did you hear me? You will be the one doing the speaking. It won't be the Lord. It'll be you. The Bible says they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak. With all the tongues, the Spirit gave them utterance. Who began to speak? The Holy Ghost began to speak? 
No. In fact, in 1 Corinthians 14, you read there, Paul talks about if I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit speaketh. Must have thought it was the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost gives you utterance, but you do the talking. If you don't talk, there won't be any sound. There won't be any, any, any words. And that's what I was confused about. I thought he was just going to kind of do it through me. I thought he'd just going to kind of make me do it. He was going to come on me to the point where I just kind of caught up, you know, in the spirit. And, and it was over. People would say, well, man, you're speaking in tongues. And I thought, was I? <laughs> and you can have experience. People do have experiences like this. But most of the time, that's not the case. Most of the time, you're going to be very aware of your head. And it can mess you up and hold you out. The Holy Ghost will come on you if you and I pray in faith. But then you still got to yield. I know when I was tarrying, the Holy Ghost came on me, looking back now, He came on me so many different times, so strong, but I didn't know how to yield. When I, after I received, I looked back and thought, man, I could have been praying in tongues years ago. So easy, but I made it hard. And the devil will help you on that. I mean, there were times, I remember one night, I'm in the altar praying, Oh God, give me the Holy Ghost. Oh God, please, give me the Holy Ghost. Fill me with your Spirit. Give me the Holy Ghost. Give me, give me the Holy Ghost. Please, give me the Holy Ghost. Man, I did this minute after minute after minute after minute. Can't pray in tongues, so I gotta say something in English, so. And, uh, at least I didn't think I could. And I mean, the, I mean, the, the anointing came on me. Well, what is the anointing? The Holy Ghost came on me so strong until I'm just draped over the altar. I mean, like a, like a limp dish rag. I can't even raise up my head. And I'm saying, Oh God, give me the Holy Ghost. Oh God. And I mean, I, I heard behind me, boom, 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 boom on this particular night. And I finally I looked around. All the men around me were falling out under the power. They're laying in the floor like this. I mean, the Holy Ghost is so strong on us, we can't even stand up. And I'm going, oh God, give me the Holy Ghost. Give me. And he's saying, I'm here. Here I am. All over you. All over them. Hello. Here I am. And I just did not have a clue. Didn't know how to yield. Didn't know I'm supposed to speak. And you do it by faith. Listen closely, friend. The speaking is not supernatural. The utterance is. You speak in tongues just like you speak in your known tongue. You have to use your tongue. You have to use your lips. You have to breathe and force air out of your diaphragm and your lungs. You have to shape the syllables. You have to speak. You do. Just exactly like you do when you're speaking in in your known tongue. The difference is, the utterance is not coming out of your head, it's coming out of your inside. Amen. Somebody say, well, how do I know what to say? You won't. That's the whole thing. You won't know. You just by faith start speaking. And believe that as you step out by faith to speak, He'll enable you and help you to do it. And when you do, that's what will be happening. Now another thought. Some people have spoken and they say a little bit and they listen and they think, that don't sound like a tongue. That's just gibberish. That don't sound like a tongue. Well, now, let me ask you a question. Do you know all the languages of the world? Do you know what the, the tongues of angels and all the tongues of men sound like? I've heard languages before that I thought, well, man, that doesn't sound like a language, but it was. The point is, you are not qualified. To judge it and say whether it sounds like a legitimate language. How would you know? You just don't have the reference to know. So, if someone is prayed for and you ask them, did you sense the Holy Ghost come on you when we prayed? And they said, no, lack of faith. Because if you really get in faith and expect Him to come on you, what will happen? He'll come on you. Every time. If they say, well, yeah, I could, man, I could sense him. He was all over me. He was moving in me. And they didn't speak in tongues. What was the problem there? Failure to yield. See, so they're thinking he's going to make them do it or, or whatever. It's at that point you, by faith, have to speak out. 
Just just f- try to push everything out. Don't listen to yourself. Just from your heart. Try to express your faith and your love to God and just start talking. Don't speak in English. You can't speak in two languages at the same time. Or whatever your known tongue is. Don't speak in your known tongue. But don't be silent. Speak. Don't listen to it. Just speak. And believe that God is helping you and that you're edifying yourself and you're praying out mysteries. Amen. And the bolder you are to do it, and the more you do it, the better it is, and the easier it is, the stronger it is. Can you say amen? Amen. All right, we're ready. Everybody, listen to me carefully. Everybody, you have never been filled with the Holy Spirit and spoken in other tongues. Maybe you know for a fact you've been born again. The same Spirit that was involved in the new birth is the one who fills you to overflow it. Yes, you can be saved without speaking in tongues. In fact, you have to be born again before you can be a candidate to be filled with the Holy Ghost. Somebody said, well, I've, I've, I believe I have received the Holy Ghost, but I don't speak in other tongues. Well, you haven't yielded fully. Are you with me? Not to take anything away from you. Yeah, maybe you've had some experiences, but if you yield fully, you will speak in tongues. Every believer has a right and you need it, and you need it this time of your life. If you haven't been filled with the Spirit and, and speaking in tongues, I want you to stand on your feet right now. Stand up. Stand up. Or, maybe you were filled, and you spoke in tongues a little bit a long time ago. But you hadn't spoken in tongues in a long, long time. You get up too. You get up too. Up on your feet. Tonight's your night. Tonight's your night. Hallelujah. Don't be embarrassed. Hallelujah. Don't be embarrassed. Don't sit back. Don't hold back. It's real simple. If you ain't full and free in speaking in tongues, you ought to be on your feet right now. So we can get that way. If you've never spoken in tongues, or if you've spoken but it's been a long time ago, and you hadn't spoken in tongues in a long time, you need to be on your feet right now. Okay, guys, those of you on your feet, step out. Come down the front here. We're going to pray for you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, bless you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, my Father. <laughs> this is so exciting. You know why? Because I know what's going to happen. I know. I know. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. Come now. Don't sit back and wonder and waver about it. If you're not sure, if you don't have a full free experience, being filled and speaking in tongues, then you need to, you need to move. You need to be down here right now. This is your opportunity. We're going to do this and then we're going to pray. We're going to use this ability to pray about the direction of God and the mysteries. Hallelujah. Glory to God. All right, friends, this is what we're going to do. I'm going to pray a prayer. And we're going to thank God that we're His children. Jesus is our Lord. And we're going to remind Him what He said. He said if any of us would ask Him for the Holy Spirit, He would give Him to us. Right? And we're going to say, Lord, we believe that. And so He has been given. And now, by faith, we believe we receive Him. Amen? Amen. And we just believe that you do fill us right now with your Spirit. And thank you for giving us utterance in other tongues. Now, when we pray that, He is going to come on you. Not no, not no one or two, three ways about it. He will come on you at that time. Now, when He does, I'm going to start speaking in tongues. All of you in the audience, when I start speaking in tongues, you start speaking to Don't, Don't be uh, shouting. Don't be clapping. Be speaking in tongues. And when you hear us speaking in tongues, you join us. And so how do I do it? Throw caution to the wind. <laughs> and by faith, don't speak in your known tongue, but by faith speak. But do you understand? You cannot stand there silent. You cannot stand there with your lips closed and get filled. You've got to start speaking by faith. Don't forget about what it might sound like. Forget about your pride. Just speak. And next thing you know, here the utterance will come. And, and you'll, there you'll be. Hallelujah. Let's put our hands up and let's pray right now. Father God, 
Hallelujah. We're going to pray for these just like we said. Now I'm going to lead you. Pray this after me. Pray it with faith. Pray it with expectancy. Father God, thank You for saving me. I am Your child. You are my Father. I believe on Jesus. He is my Lord. I am saved. And Father, You said, if I asked You for the Holy Spirit, You would give Him to me. I believe this. I ask You right now, in Jesus' name, fill me to overflowing with Your Holy Spirit. Give me utterance in other tongues. Now, I receive. Hallelujah. That's right. Speak. Call it. Speak out. Man, that's it. That's it. You're speaking. You're speaking. That's it. Call it. You're speaking. You're speaking. That's, that's it. That's it. That's it. Just speak. Don't think about it. Speak. Speak. That's right. Call every day me a That's it. Speak. Speak. That's it. Speak. Oh, the amended. Speak. Bold. Free. Come Speak. Speak. Bold. Free. He's there. That's right. Speak. Call every day me a nail of pronunciation. Every day, my nombre desse coche. Pel every day, I'm on the vlong de brace and a montevicea. Pregalea doge, levrom, ne mascate la beja donyane. Pe bajale vadoia de lisga de yodi levre de balare de glace and a monde la brige de vode. Pel la grigia do. Javena mande gonda zido gelo te pochaya. Oh, vame sinde le mondi vredele brevindo manevrende bacancebi. Pevre ne mangi di vondi bresiti kici. Pevo di ancioto. Pevo di ondi cioti banea. Pevo non giondi baia. Just speak. Don't look around. Speak. Speak, speak. Oh, Keep speaking, keep speaking. Call every day a man de Sicily. Pray the vielle grown de man in the Massacea. Bridge every goal every day de manasse Santa Panoche. Credibia de vroge bele vronomenesaka. Prange anemia. Speak bold and free. Speak out, speak out. Call the gridisci a cotele redigi a doma. Dove a menge. 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 Donne mandi gessi toggi l'odi vredi baia. Bella gressi doggi l'odi gregi gedi vadi bedi vengi donni iote. Peva doze li dano mondo gelo bigio nonia de. Oh, vobesu so de vede base zade do de la de go bane. Bevo nime ando le frinami le frendi badeve la provere bene la mande gamera. Vombia nera bedivri a mondi ran breve ran blera baron brine si a te. Solo chi su se to je doje, solo chi to te doce do desu so te do decio, solo chi to de doce to doce to seto. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. Glory to God. Glory to God. Praise you, Lord. Mondi vrigia se socom, pringi donian de bande belle sete, pre giovia donomene la paramasa sete. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. All right. Hallelujah. Look at me if you would. Hallelujah. 
Glory to God. <laughs> we got some happy people up here, guys. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now listen to me carefully, friend. Very, very important. You have received. Are you listening to me? Now some of you have yielded real free. Some of you just a little bit. You might say, well, is this all? No, it's not all. You can yield just as much as you want. You can get just as free as you want. Sometimes people feel a little bit inhibited. Most, I mean, I heard most everybody just doing pretty good. Uh, a few people might be a little bit inhibited. You, tonight, you can lay across your bed and just talk in tongues all night by yourself. And just the, the more you do, the freer you'll get. But here's the big thing. You have received. Now, if you doubt that, you're going to hurt yourself. You may not have yielded as much as you should and, and, and to get satisfied. But we asked. He gave. We received. Amen. All you got to do now is just practice your yielding. The more you yield, then the better off you'll be. We're going to do that right now. We're going to pray about direction. You can go back to your seat. All of us are going to lead you in a prayer. And we're going to pray with our understanding. And we're going to pray in the Spirit too. Let's lift our hands and thank God for these receiving here. Father, we're so thankful. We're so thankful. We're so thankful. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All right. Okay, we're going to pray now. We're going to pray. I'm going to lead you in a prayer with our understanding. And then I'm going to start praying in the Spirit. All of us pray in the Spirit. When I do, you can uh, sit down in your chair and keep praying. You can kneel at your chair. Keep praying. Uh, if you want to walk a little bit, that's fine. Be careful that you don't disturb other people. And, and it's not. this is not a time to do a bunch of study in your Bible. This is not a time to ask your neighbor a bunch of questions. It's time to pray. Right? So let's, let's get our, our heart quiet and, and pray out some mysteries about what's coming up for you in the upcoming year. All right, let's lift up our voices. Pray, pray this after me. And then when I start praying in the Spirit, you, you just join and let's just pray for a while. Pray it out loud. Father God, thank you for loving me. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for creating me, for keeping me my whole life long, protecting me, sparing me to this present moment. Thank you for saving me, allowing me to know you and to receive your spirit and your good word. Thank you. Thank you that I have a part. I have a place in your vineyard, in your kingdom, in your work. Thank you that you have a plan. For my life and for my family. A good plan. A wonderful plan. That I not be fruitless nor idle. That my life not be wasted nor in vain. But that I might bear much fruit to your glory. Fruit that remains. So, Lord, we ask you for direction according to your words that you guide us, you lead us, you give us light, you make our path plain and straight, and it gets brighter and brighter. Make us to know of a surety which way to go and what to do. And when the season and the hour and what steps to take and who's involved and how and any preparation that we need to make and any changes that we need to change. Things you've said to us in the past that we've let slip. Remind us 
enlighten us. Show us again. And that which we've not seen. Reveal to us. Open our eyes and our heart. And show us your plan. Your pattern from heaven for us. And Lord, we ask, since we've prayed with our understanding as best we know how, now help us to pray beyond our mind, beyond what we know, to pray out mysteries that bring revelation, to pray out that which is not known. Help us now by your Spirit. Hombre de schichi, evle donna massale, oh viege bonosete, pon de vie don, man le messe son gecro, tofia dei, tofia dei, tofia dei. This ministry has been brought to you today free of charge by the partners of More Life Ministries and Faith Life Church. If you would like to help send this word to others at no charge, you can become a word sender today. For more information, visit our website at morelife.org.